Hey everyone, just gonna knock out one quick episode. Then I need to eat something and then head to my church. Is having this special prayer night tonight where they're praying over people, praying into their purpose, their destiny. Uh, and so, yeah, how fitting because I just finished reading this beginning portion of destiny thieves by sandy freed and she had a crazy situation where she thought she was getting ready to die it's waiting on this blood work results from her doctor and this word was spoken over her that she would live and she would not die she's in a very desperate situation and she looking back on it in hindsight 2020 being 2020 she was just being set up for her destiny all the things that she was going through during a particular difficult season of her life and yeah she had a lot of nightmares or these night terrors these dreams that she was dying anyway i can relate in some ways i won't go into detail but just some of the even the mental health challenges i've been dealing with i have no clue what this how this is preparing me for my long-term destiny or how much time God has left for me on this earth but it's definitely been a between yeah the divorce uh me not being in my life in my children's lives consistently uh all the debt that I've been slowly paying off I mean I owe everybody <laughs> oh man I mean it's not as bad as it could be I yeah I've gotten a lot of it under control, if you want to say that. Yeah. But still, I have a long way to go. Um, or who knows what God, who knows what God has around the corner. But yeah, oh man, just, and then throw on my health stuff I've been dealing with on top of that. And then throw on the like being single while doing it when you're used to being married and having somebody by your side and didn't realize you were so codependent for so long because I got married at 20 years old. I didn't realize how codependent I was like, let me just be honest real quick. Let's see. What did I depend on my wife for a lot while I was married? Because I, yeah, I was working like two and three jobs a lot of times, so. I was yeah, the breadwinner for a long shoot the entire marriage uh until like the very end so when I quit my job and yeah things went downhill but just that yeah that I didn't realize like that lit a fire under me in a way I mean it's hard to describe like that drove me every day to like bust my behind taking care of this this wife of mine and my children and it's weird not being in the home consistently like I still do have a drive to take care of my children it's just I'm realizing my limitations now in a different way anyway I was I didn't realize how much of a dependence I had on. It's different when you're in the home every day. You come home and you see. It's like, all right, here's this is kind of like a. So it's more so of like, here's my refuge when I come home. Yes, having people to come home to 
who cared about me. Like a wife who's like, oh, I'm so excited to... I was like on this app. Other, Yeah, I'm not on it anymore. I'm always off and on it. But this young lady was broadcasting and she's married or whatever. And uh, yeah, she was like so excited. She thought oh, my husband's home now. She was so excited to see her husband. I was like, oh man, I remember that feeling like somebody being excited to now don't ask me why i'm i'm on a live on a uh social media app talking to a married woman yeah that's a conversation for another day there was a whole lot of dudes in there and people talking to this married woman it's it's an interesting world we're in uh but yes the whole time i was i was encouraging i was like hey giving her some little bit of advice like for their marriage like how to stay together uh but yeah just i remember that feeling of what it was like to uh have somebody excited excited waiting for you to come home and upset when you didn't come straight home from work like literally i was the highlight of her day i didn't realize that and i took that for granted man i was i was the highlight of my ex-wife's day for many years uh it almost makes me want to cry thinking about it and yeah, then my kids on top of that, excited to see daddy, young daddy, running up the stairs from downstairs and yeah, having to hear about what Aiden, my son, did or whatever, and, you know, having to have the talk with him, whatever. Just feeling important, feeling like significant and responsibility as a father. Now it's like the uncle, man, who sends child support payments. <laughs> Struggles to send him child support payments every month. It's a struggle. Anyway, uh, what else? I could list more things, but what's one other thing that I was codependent on? I was codependent on, like, I guess affection? How do I say? Or, oh, a bigger thing is, like, having somebody to, like, kind of, like, be that voice. Kind of be basically my Holy Spirit. Because I'll be tripping. I know I'll be tripping. I know I kind of all be all over the place. And she kind of steadied me. She said all the things that I didn't want to hear that everybody else might be afraid to say. But she was not afraid to say them. A lot of times she was afraid to say a lot of things because she knew how I would react and get upset or not. Yeah, because I can be very stubborn. Anyway, all right, let's get into the work. Maybe that helps somebody out. There's one of you dudes out there who is taking your wife for granted. And, uh, yeah, y'all are on the rocks. Even if she's 99.9% wrong, on your point zero one percent Oh, yeah, in other news, I really shouldn't be on these dating apps because I'm in no position to date anybody right now. I know it, but it's like I want to have somebody in my life to encourage me and pray for me and tell about my day here about her day and companionship somebody i'm attracted to somebody i could see as like a future wife and i feel bad because there's this one young lady i met on bumble and I still need to respond to her message. Or I need to say something. There's all. There's not. That's not a whole lot, but there's a few different messages I need to respond to, like between Bumble and uh, whatever's the, whatever the other one is, Upward. 
And it's like, it's either feast or famine. It's either like nobody to talk to or there's a bunch of people to talk to and I don't really know how to, I need to like God to whittle it down like real quick, make it real clear who's the one person I should talk to who's my future wife. Cause, or if I'm not supposed to be married at all, I need to have that clarity now so I can just focus and be laser focused and like move forward. Anyway, y'all, I could use prayer for that, y'all. All right, First Chronicles 22. Then David said, this will be the location for the temple of the Lord God in the place of the altar for Israel's burnt offerings. Let's just make sure we're in the right chapter. Yeah, because chapter 21 was choose your own punishment. Ah, real quick, speaking of choose your own punishment, I was cracking up with my brother and talking about just how that those three multiple choice punishments... <laughs> that David was giving. This how it just reminded me of like, because God ends up punishing him, right? Not even punishing him. Ends up sending a plague that kills like 7,000 Israelites. And then God is like, all right, that's enough. Tell the angel to to relent, to stop. And it, I was joking my brother how it was like, it just reminds you like these two sides to God of like almost kind of like two parents of your mom and dad how yeah you imagine you're getting disciplined by your dad and went in the room and mom was like comes in or yells like that's enough that's enough you've probably seen it in movies or shows my mom wasn't that mom if anything sometimes i think my mom was in the other room cheering dad on like hey you could give him a couple more licks i now now let me just say this I don't condone or encourage anybody to spank or whoop or hit their kids at all. Uh, it would Now, if you do it, I'm not going to judge you. Uh, everyone has a different interpretation of that scripture about, you know, sparing the child, the rod. I look forward to getting to that scripture so I can, like, go more in depth and read that in the context and kind of maybe ask for the Holy Spirit for another revelation on that. But I honestly, my viewpoint on that is it takes a whole lot more work to talk to a child and get on a level and figure out what's really going on with them, why they're acting out. And spanking is just a quick fix that really doesn't fix anything. It just makes things worse long term. But that's a discussion for a whole nother day. You can call me a new age parent all you want or whatever, <laughs> or soft or weak. But it's like, hey, now some kids I'll be looking at them like, yeah, he needs a beating. But even then, I'm like, but is that really going to help them? This is going to cause them to be abusers later now and uh, on and think it's okay to hit. And yeah, it doesn't make, I don't feel like it makes the issue any better. So anyway, that's a discussion for another. But I was thinking, yes, these just two sides of God, the, once again, the justice side that has to punish sin and then the grace side which we see through Jesus. And I don't think I said it on the last episode that like we're under the age of grace right now. Thank God for Jesus because otherwise God's wrath would just be constantly poured out on us all the time. But it's like we live under the age of grace and there's still time to repent. And I don't understand how it fully works in the eternity. But yes, grace, 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 grace. Thanks for God's grace. All right. 
verse two preparations for the temple so david gave orders to call together the foreigners living in israel and he assigned them the task of preparing finished stone for building the temple of god david provided large amounts of iron for the nails that would be needed for the doors and the gates and for the clamps and he gave more bronze than he could than could be weighed he also provided innumerable cedar logs for the men of tyre and sidon or sidon had brought vast amounts of cedar to David. David said, my son Solomon is still young and, inex and inexperienced. And since the temple to be built for the Lord must be a magnificent structure, saying, I'm going to be no shoddy work, no jack leg work, <laughs> famous and glorious throughout the world, I will begin making preparations for it now. So David collected vast amounts of building materials before his death. All right, so that says a lot just right there. How David had vision for his son he had been he knew that there was a temple going to be built for the lord so many lessons there excellence he made sure that hey this ain't gonna be no shoddy work when i do this it's gonna be done right and he also made he had he had, so he had and he had a vision and then he also made preparations setting aside resources for his son so that he could carry on the legacy of the destiny that God had planted in his heart. The vision that God had given him. So I'll just pray that right now. Heavenly Father, when I look at my own life, sometimes I'm like, Lord, I've already, I have nothing to give. Like, I, I, if I my destiny is derailed in so many ways. I barely have any resources. I struggle just paying this child support, Lord. So just taking care of myself, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, I pray against the spirit of lack. Lord, I pray that that those listening, that we will be heads and not tails. We will be above, not beneath. We'll be lenders, not borrowers. And pray that you would give us vision for the work that we have been called to do. I pray that we would do it with excellency and to the glory of you, God, that, yeah, only it's only you God that allow us that empower us to do those good works that you prepared for us before we were even born and God I pray that yes we would leave an inheritance to our children and our children's children to carry out to continue on the legacy and the vision that you have already the foundations uh, help us to lay down the foundations and make the preparations for our kids so that they can build on that God and um just God, let's look forward to just seeing my kids, my brother's kids, my niece, my nephew, our children and our children's children, Lord, do even greater things than what we've done. <laughs> As my brother and I joke, all we had to do was shoot the seed and guy, everything else is just extra. We appreciate that. <laughs> In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. But yeah, empower us to just be wise, make wise decisions and leave an inheritance and, uh, and preparations and resources for our kids. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Verse six, then David sent his son Solomon and instructed him to build a temple for the Lord, the God of Israel. My son, I wanted to build, I wanted to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord, my God, David told him. But the Lord said to me, you have killed many men in the battles you have fought. And since you have shed so much blood in my sight, you will not be the one to build a temple to honor my name. There's something to that. There's something to that significant to that very statement. Uh, 
but I'm not going to go that deep into that right now. But there's something about God's character where he's like, he condones killing, righteous killing, but even he realizes, like, God knows that no, like, he doesn't like killing. Like, it was never his intended design for, like, a for mankind for us to be, ever have to kill each other. And so part of his purity and his holy is, like, like kind of like the um, similar, the Levites or the priests. Yeah, they weren't uh, anyone under the, yeah, Aaron and all the Levites. They weren't to engage in battle at all. And they really weren't supposed to do like any like manual labor they, as far as I remember. Anyway, yeah, they but they definitely didn't fight in war. There's this purity to the nature of God and to be in his presence. Just even Jesus, when he came, I'm kind of going down a tangent here, but like just kind of processing all this in my head, probably over-processing it more than I should. But even Jesus, I think about him, how he had the disciples and his followers thought when he came that he was coming to establish establish his whole kingdom that was going to overthrow the Romans and he's going to use swords and he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be this mighty warrior. And it's like, nah, he came in peace. Now, apparently in the end, when he comes again, it's going to be like that. I need to read Revelation to fully understand that. But yeah, when he came and he died, he laid down his life in peace. Uh... It wasn't in a violent battle. Anyway, I'm just I'm going down a create a wild tangent, just processing that through my head in my head. Verse nine. But you will have a son who will be a man of peace. There, there you go. Jesus was a man of peace. I will give him peace with his enemies in all the surrounding lands. His name will be Solomon, which means Solomon sounds like and is probably derived from the Hebrew word for peace. And I will give peace and quiet to Israel during his reign. <laughs> That's all. Um, us men, we we love men. People don't realize how much men thrive on peace and quiet. How most of us prefer that we can just sit in a room without saying a word and just sit <laughs> and not do a thing. I think that's something that. I was having that conversation with my counselor, how a lot of women don't understand that about us, how we can just sit in a room and not do a thing. And we thrive on that. Women can do that too. and But it's like, I don't know, it's kind of like innate in a man. Yeah, to be in, to just sit with our thoughts and not think at all. Just sit. Yeah, just sit. Chill. I don't know how to describe what I'm saying, but yeah. Peace, peace and quiet, peace and quiet. We love peace and quiet above all else. At least I do. I, I can't speak for all the other guys, but I love some peace and quiet. He is the one who will build a temple to honor my name. He will be my son and I will be his father and I will secure the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Verse 11. Now, my son, may the Lord be with you and give you success as you follow his directions in building the temple of the Lord, your God. And may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding that you may obey the law of the Lord, your God, as you rule over Israel. 
for you will be successful if you carry all carefully obey the decrees and regulations that the lord gave to israel through moses be strong and courageous do not be afraid or lose heart that's a good word to pray over yourself and over your children over your family all those words about may the lord give you success yes lord may the lord give us success in all that we do all we put our hands to may you give give us wisdom and understanding which is just simply seeing things the way you see them and from your viewpoint uh, help us to obey the law all uh, help us to just obey your voice god listen to your voice because we yeah, thank god for jesus who supersedes the law because there's no way we could even follow the even a tenth of the law the laws so thank you for jesus the fulfillment of the law help us to carry out your will and listen for your voice and obey it and ultimately help us to be successful in all that we do and be strong and courageous and not be afraid and lose heart. Verse 14, I in Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Verse 14, I have worked hard to provide materials for building the temple of the Lord, nearly 4,000 tons of gold, 40,000 tons of silver, and so much iron and bronze that it cannot be weighed. I have also gathered timber and stone for the walls, though you may need to add more. You have a large number of skilled stonemasons and carpenters and craftsmen of every kind. You have expert goldsmiths and silversmiths and workers of bronze and iron. Now begin the work and may the Lord be with you. Then David ordered all the leaders of Israel to assist Solomon in this project. The Lord your God is with you, he declared. He has given you peace with the surrounding nations. He has handed them over to me and they are now subject to the Lord, his people. Now seek the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. Build the sanctuary of the Lord God so that you can bring the ark of the Lord's covenant and the holy vessels of God into the temple built to honor the Lord's name. It's a good word. All right. Uh, I will holler at y'all most likely tomorrow. I may do one more episode right before bed. We'll see. So, all right. Deuces. Deuces.